Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. And you are listening live to Season 4, Episode 1. Welcome back, guys. Uh, nice little, we had a little month break there. Uh, did some traveling around. And, uh, well, Scott was doing a lot of traveling. But, uh, you know, we <laughs> took a little little rest, I guess, and uh, kind of gathered ourselves, regathered ourselves. And wanted to start Season 4 in July. Here we are. Welcome back, fellas. Now, Todd, let's be honest. There's traveling and then there's traveling. And some of us were the former and some of us were the latter. Right. Well, some of us were basking in the sunshine in Hawaii. Yes. The Big Island. Sunshine. Not the Big Island. That, that, well, you were not, not the Big Island. Actually. You were not the Big Island. That's right. But we were in Honolulu and Oahu. and um, Yeah, we were there for 10 days. <clears throat> really nice trip. Deb's two sisters and husbands. Uh, so we, six of us and, uh, just a great time. And man, I tell you, it's, they call it paradise for a reason. That's because it's 75 to 83 degrees every day, all year round. And, um, yeah, it, it's just, you know, every day is beautiful. And uh, it was just, uh, just a blessing to be there, man. It was just, just something. If, if you haven't been I highly recommend and, uh, Worth the effort, worth the trip. Great time. So what was the coolest thing that you saw there? Well, to me, I, it's just Pearl Harbor is number one. Um, visiting that was just, it just I, I was speechless. I really was. You think about the history and what happened there. And then to be standing in places, you know, that just would have been in turmoil or turmoil, you know. Um, 70 years ago and 80 years ago, I guess, um, to look out over, you know, toward where the Arizona was. And uh, you just think about, it, cause you can see the, the hill where the, the jets would have come over, you know, the bombers would have come over and it, it just, and then what I wasn't prepared for, we were there early in the morning and, uh, just without 8 AM, they start playing the national anthem. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. And I mean, it just, it just stopped you in your tracks. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I got goosebumps right now. I've been talking about it. It just yeah. made me uh, so, so proud. I mean, I just, I, I, I sit there thinking, I mean, how can people not be proud of this country? I know we've nope. all got different perspectives and we have different things that go on, but my gosh, I mean, when that played there, I don't, everyone stopped and it was just, it was awe inspiring. It really was. Uh, Jane's uh, grandpa was on the Arizona uh, at Pearl Harbor. Oh my goodness. Really? They had still had shrapnel in his back um, from, from the attack. Oh my goodness. Um, He would never talk about it, but Jane went to Hawaii with her grandparents when she was, you know, like in high school and, and uh, she said that it was pretty uh, emotional for him. He never, he never spoke of it ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I, I can tell you, if I can tell you one more story, it happened the day before we went to Pearl Harbor. Um, we went to the cemetery of the Pacific, which is the punch bowl. Yeah. Um, an old crater where they've converted into a, a, a cemetery now, military cemetery for those that were in Pearl Harbor and, and, uh, and so we were there and we were up on top of the punch bowl. We'd driven through, dr- drove up around and we're up on top and there was a funeral that was going to go on. You could tell they were, they were assembled and there was going to be a, a burial. Well, so we're at the top and all of a sudden here come two hearse, two of them. And you think, well, why, why is there two? And so we, we watched that paid our respects and, um, and then we drove off and we just stopped and asked, one of the guys that was standing there that worked there, he was kind of at the, the entry point where you come in and out of the punch bowl and asked what, why were there two? And he said, well, it was the trap brothers. The trap brothers were on the Arizona and every month they pull out six, seven remains 
and they run them through, you know, the very advanced testing, DNA testing and everything they can do now. And they try to identify these. In fact, there was just one identified in Northeast Iowa um, in the last uh, couple weeks. And with these Trap Brothers, they pulled them both out at the same time. And so they were, I did Google it as I was standing there watching and um, found out that this, this was a major news story because there were news crews there doing that, filming this. And so, you know, come to find out they'd both been identified at the same time and they were, then they get placed in a marked grave instead of an unmarked grave, but uh, just kind of a, a cool thing to see there as well. But um, yeah, just, those two things, but then just every day, just the beauty of Hawaii and being able to experience it. A lot of food trucks, you know, we didn't, yeah. ate just a couple of restaurants, it's food truck city over there. Um, a lot of great, great, great food. Oh, I bet. That's cool. What a great trip for you guys to go on. I was excited for you. Jealous is all get out. I mean, I love Spirit Lake and I had a great time in my <laughs> six days at Spirit Lake, but um, but I don't know that it measures up to Hawaii from a beauty standpoint. No well, offense to our friends in Spirit Lake because I love it up there too. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just wherever we're at, there's a lot of beauty to be seen. And I just got to see some new beauty and uh, appreciated that too. So cool. Uh, thanks. That was uh, yeah. fun to talk about a little bit. I was hoping we get to hear a few stories about your trip there. So yeah, but great to be back for season four. Yeah. And be on like a school calendar now. Uh, right. You know, um, when people talk about the start of the year being January 1st, oh, that's great. Yeah, we turn a, a calendar, but uh, gosh, it's still July 1. And I, you know, it's it's almost August 1, but obviously July 1, that's what we're used to for the last however many years. But uh, yeah, right, so now to be on kind of with the schools, it will kind of obviously help count that a little bit too, but. Yeah. Yep. So, well, we want to uh, just say thank you. We've got a couple of new sponsors for this season and uh, some of our old have remained and we appreciate their support, but our gold sponsors now are our gold sponsors are season sponsors. They're sponsoring the entire season and uh, they are Gipper. Uh, of course, you know, media graphics trying to make us look good. They continue to do that. You know, you get that email every week. What's new with Gipper? And uh, there's always something new, new going on. Um, Varsity Bound, Varsity Bound HQ. My goodness, they just did a little facelift on their website. And I know they're working hard to get rid of the bugs. And we're going to be patient with them because it's going to be fantastic when it's all done. And, uh, of course, now we're going to see that all of our forms, uh, the the boys, the Iowa High School Athletic Association will be on there as well. So they are turned into a one-stop shop. So, Thank you to Varsity Bound for all their support and their their help. And then uh, Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing has been with us since the beginning and uh, was the first sponsor to ever sign on with us. And we appreciate Hometown Ticketing and everything they're doing as well. Of course, they have a nice presence in the state of Iowa as well now with the Girls Association, Girls Union, and uh, their tournaments. Or no, the boys, I'm sorry. Boys, the boys, their boys. boys Association, my fault. Uh, so they are... Obviously, we see them, too. And then we use them at Greene County as well uh, for our ticketing. So appreciate them. And then a, a new sponsor, a new gold sponsor for us this year, Superfan. Superfan U. Um, I know I used them for one year in uh, at Des Moines, in Des Moines at Roosevelt. And, uh, Scott, you've been uh, involved with them. But why don't you tell yeah. people a little bit about Superfan and, and what they yeah. can do? So it's, it's a fan engagement app. It's a great app. It's got a lot of capabilities to do, do a lot of different things to raise money for your school. Um, so yeah, if, if you have an opportunity to take a look at it, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great um, fan engagement app for you to use. Um, and they've got a ton of different um, avenues that you can raise money for your, for your athletic department. Yeah. They had a lot of neat, uh, neat things you could do as far as getting people there, checking in, um, yep. a real big presence in the collegiate area. Um, and I think are just, again, continue to expand in the high school, just kind of like all, everything like that. But 
Um, I think they, they've got a lot of good things going. We'll talk more about them. Uh, you will find a link to them, as you will all of our sponsors, in our show notes. And uh, you can see them as well that way, too. But take a look at, at Superfan, one of our new sponsors, one of our new gold sponsors. And then we have a new silver sponsor this year. And uh, they're sponsoring our episodes as well. Goat Fundraising. Goat Fundraising. Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about Goat Fundraising? So it's crazy. I uh, On LinkedIn, I saw this and then I didn't really know what it was, but I saw the, um, the explanation and how easy it was for fundraisers. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take a look at this. And then it end up, ends up being one of my former student athletes from Burnsville, Minnesota. So how crazy is that? So we start talking. I'm like, man, he just looked really familiar. <laughs> so then he's like, oh, you, yeah. So it was just crazy. So um, it was really nice connecting with him, but what a great fundraising platform, super easy. All you really have to do, honestly, is upload your student athletes' um, emails, everything else they take care of. So kids basically go on their, their phones, which they live on anyway. They text, email, uh, put stuff on social media. They sell um, items online, and then you get the money directly deposited into your school account or they can do whatever they need to do, but they're awesome, easy, uh, fast and effective fundraising. So if you uh, need some information, uh, hopefully we'll have some of that on the, the website also. You bet. I, you know, I, what I, Aaron, what struck me there in that whole conversation Scott was having right there was the fact that Scott Jarvis was interested in a fundraising platform. Yeah, really weird, huh? <laughs> you really, you're, you know, you're branching out in your new endeavors. I mean, fundraising, you've never been involved in that before ever. I've never done any kind of fundraising. So it's all new to me. <laughs> it is. It's like, it's like it Greek knees, you know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm anxious to, I'm anxious to learn more, learn more about goat fundraising and see what they could do for us. So that's a great sponsor to, to bring on board. So thanks to, thanks to them for jumping on the journey with, with beyond the bench. That's awesome. Well, hey, we're going to dive right in, and um, we we talked about in our production meeting. We still have production meetings, no, yes. even for season four. Yeah, uh, um, last week. Um, production meeting, BS session, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yes. there's some really like loose production. loose terminology in there, fellas. Yeah, loose. we've come up with a, a list of guests and kind of how we're going to approach this season, and. You know, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got uh, some great guests lined up that we're going to gonna be interviewing, and we'll do some stuff ourselves, just the three of us like we usually do. And uh, we'll continue to try to be relevant to what's going on yep. um, in the, uh, the world around us and in athletics and activities. Um, but we're going to try and stay on that every other week format for the formal show. But um one of the things we've decided we're going to do in between there is just each of us will just kind of be whether we see somebody in person or we maybe reach out to somebody with a quick phone call. Uh, we're just going to do some quick four question interviews with some ADs and then put those together in just a short little podcast. Uh, and it'll probably be very raw, uh, but we'll, we'll put a little bit together, just four questions and we'll, be asking some people that we come across or meet might be at a ad meeting a conference ad meeting a district ad meeting um who knows where we'll see we may just do a cold call on somebody and say hey you want to talk for a few minutes we could be oh, in hawaii you could you should have done it, one from hawaii todd it, it, it could be yeah um so if you get a call from one of the three of us about doing a little quick interview uh don't hang up too quick uh, <laughs> so you know, we're going to get screened the rest of the year now. Oh, crud. That's that's Gordon calling me. I'm not answering that. No way. No way. Oh, Stecker calling me again. Nope. He so when we say, hey, could we talk to you for – could I talk to you for just five minutes? Don't getting, run the other way. Uh, but we what we'll do is we'll put some of those together, and we'll, we'll put those out kind of in the off weeks in between the big shows and uh, give you some content there just to meet some new ADs and, and – uh, get to know you a little bit that way. So um, 
I think that'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, for those listening, we've got our, our listeners that are listening all the time, but here's what we're going to ask. We're going to ask you, what is your why? Because I think it's always important to know what your why is. I think when we lose our why, we lose our way. And so we, we're going to want to know what your why is and have you t- say that. And I think that's good for you to do that. And we're going to ask you what you feel like you do well. We're going to ask you what you're going to focus on, what you're trying to be better at. Because the minute we forget or stop trying to be better, um, we just start going backwards. There's no stop. There's no, there's no pause. There's no neutral. It's forward or backwards. So there's always something we're trying to get better at. And so we're going to ask you what you're trying to get better at or what you're kind of focused on. And then we're going to ask you one of our favorite questions we ask all of our guests. And that is, what advice would you give to a younger self? If you're going back and talking to yourself, you know, 20, 30 years ago or however old you are, but what would you tell a younger self? What advice would you give yourself? So those are the four questions we're going to ask you. Nothing too tricky. Um, if you run away, we're not going to tackle you because I would pull a hamstring trying to go to catch you. So, uh, <laughs> there will be no tackling. There's no physical contact. Um, but we're going to just try and get to know some more of our ADs better and, and let you hear from them as well. So, um, that'll be coming kind of in the off weeks. We'll start to put those together and get those out there as well. So that's, what's coming in season four. Um, We'll give you a little preview once in a while of your next guest. We'll tell you the next guest we're going to have on a little bit later tonight. But uh, for right now, uh, we wanted to start the year. wanted to start this season with a new AD, somebody who is just getting started in the profession and uh, just kind of see what questions they had and just kind of pick their brain a little bit. And uh, so we found one. And uh, I'm going to have Scott introduce him in, in uh, just a moment. And um, we're excited to, to talk with, with him. And then we're going to have another new AD, a new AD from the state of Iowa, uh, probably about mid-September after he's gone two or three months um, and see where he's at and does what questions he's got in, in September. So um, that's, kinda, that's coming, a little new AD. Uh, now and new AD in September, but uh, Scott, why don't you introduce us to tonight's guest? Well, I'm uh, excited that the Matt's able to be here with us this evening. Um, he's just uh, we met on LinkedIn um, and just kind of followed each other on social media now for a while. So a few weeks ago, uh, Matt called me and was just you know really trying to get a high school athletic director position, and and I'll let him tell his story because I think it's a great story. Um, so we've met on social media. We've had some really good exchanges, um, on LinkedIn and we finally got the chance to talk a few weeks ago and, um, just really talk through, you know, he's, you know, struggling, getting an AD job, had some interviews. Um, and we just talked and I just loved his story. I loved, um, you know, his passion for, for getting into the athletic and all the work he did to get where he is. So, um, I'm excited that he's here with us, and I think he's got a, a story that people will um, kind of identify with, and it will resonate with them. Um, so, Matt, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. I'm excited. So, so now we we've got this set up now. So, tell us about your journey and and uh, and what that was like, and just tell us, you know, um, what you used to do. I think that's fascinating in itself, and then where you are today. Sure. So uh, I, I spent 20 plus years in corporate America uh, before I made this change. Uh, but prior to that, I grew up in a coach's household. My uh, stepfather was a very successful basketball coach up in Northeast Ohio. Uh, my, my dad, my biological father played baseball his entire life. So I was constantly around sports. I played sports. I coached sports. I loved watching sports. Um, when I went to, to school, to college, uh, I, I lived with basketball players and uh, I did my senior internship with the men's basketball coach at Kent State. Um, I got my undergrad in athletic training, but never went into it. Um, joined corporate America uh, at uh, a wireless company, kind of climbed up through the sales channel into some leadership positions. Then I jumped to 
uh, a different channel working with authorized agents who would sell our products. Um, and then I moved into kind of an overhead position uh, in uh, sales operations and marketing. Um, and, and when I left, I was the, the marketing director uh, for 17 states. Um, and it, I just felt like I'd done a lot of climbing, but, but I just wasn't feeling it. I, I just, I wasn't, wasn't satisfied with what I was doing. Um, so uh, my last job, uh, I actually uh, eliminated my team um, as, as part of uh, some efficiency planning and reorganization. Um, mm. Did that, uh, hired a professional coach, spent about three months trying to figure out who I was. So call it a midlife crisis, uh, <laughs> call it a, a midlife career change, whatever it is. But um, I, re I really worked with this, uh, the, this, this female coach and she really got into my soul. And um, she allowed me to take some, some tests that would kind of tell you what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And every time I took these tests, it came back with the same results. I was supposed to be a principal, I was supposed to be a coach, or I was supposed to be an athletic director. Yeah. And uh, I, I knew I, I knew what a coach was, and I wasn't going to go into college coaching, and and I, and I really couldn't uh, support my family uh, on, a, on a coaching salary, um, and I, I didn't want to be a principal. Um, that would be <laughs> that would that would be a big lift right there. So I, I went out and I started networking and talking to uh, different athletic directors about their position. I started shadowing people. I started volunteering and I fell in love with it. I, I, I loved what they were doing, the, the ability to interact with the kids, um, to work with coaches. Because um, I've, always, I've always been a coach, even in corporate America, I was working with other people to try to make them better. Um, so I then decided that it was time to go out and get a second master's degree, um, this time in athletic administration. So I've got my MBA, um, and I looked at a number of different schools, I came down to the university of Cincinnati and Ohio university. Uh, and I decided to go with Ohio university because they, they were very specific to interscholastic athletic administration. Uh, Cincinnati's got an incredible program. Dr. Kelly does a great job there. Um, but but that was a little bit more of sports management and, and the sports profession, front office type stuff, in addition to being an athletic director. But I wanted to focus on uh, being an AD. I went down to Athens. I met with a, a couple of the professors and, and director of the program, and uh, it was home. Um, yeah. Now I knew OU. Uh, I had been there for a couple of Halloweens growing up, and uh, my uh, my wife graduated from OU. My oldest daughter goes to OU, so I was familiar with the school. Uh, but but I didn't know that their their athletic administration program was one of the best in the world. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, I was pumped. So um, it's a two year program. Um, and then I decided, so Scott, this is probably when our paths crossed, but in my last year, I decided that I wanted to start helping people. So yeah. I started to document what I called the journey, um, what, what I was doing um, to become an athletic director. So this was roughly two years ago. I started up a, a Twitter handle called Future Athletic Director and... Um, you know, I just, I documented everything I did. Sometimes it was projects that I was working on. Uh, it might've been an AD that I met or, or an experience that I had, um, yeah. requests for new books, you know, just anything. Um, and I started to build a following and I started to meet people who were like me um, yeah. and, and trying to get into the field. Most of them were much younger, but um, <laughs> it, it was kind of neat to, begin to mentor people while I was still looking for mentors myself. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 it's been a fun ride. That's for sure. Yeah. I, so I, I'm going to do a Aaron Stecker follow-up question here. So, Hey, I beat, I beat you to it, Aaron. I beat you to it. Dang it. I was oh. hoping for the first follow-up question. To see I know. I'm oh. sorry. I, I kind of felt like I probably shouldn't do that, but I, I just, I wanted to ask Matt, what, what do you think the benefits were of working with 
the um, the professional coach? The benefits. Um, the, yeah. the the biggest thing was she was honest with me. She yeah. didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. Uh, she told me what I needed to hear. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, I walked out of a couple of meetings with her. Uh, I was offended. Um, yeah. I thought that I was supposed to be a leader in corporate America. And, um, and she showed me differently. Um, you, you know, we, I was introduced to Simon Sinek when, when I, uh, when I met with her and, um, you know, I really started to develop who I was, uh, but yeah. it was trusting somebody with my future and not only my future, but the, the, my family, you know, because I, I was a major portion of the income. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I just, I just thought that was very intriguing when you said that. So thank you. Yeah. That, uh, that's quite a journey, Matt, to, to go through. And, and I, I guess I don't know if this is the right time for my follow-up question. I'm kind of looking ahead in our script here. Um, but I think it'll fit in here, and then we'll jump to our, our next question. So you mentioned that you spent the 20 years there in corporate America, and you talked about you worked your way up in, in the leadership role. And I know you're just getting started, but as you've gone through uh, you know, the training, the coursework, earning that second master's at, at, at OU, what what would you say are maybe one or two or two or three of the, the leadership qualities, traits, um, philosophies that you picked up in corporate world that you see transferring best into your new roles in AD? Yeah, so um, it, was, it, it was very important for me to work with some great leaders and some not so great leaders. Um, in doing so, I learned things to do and things to not do. Uh, kind of like parenting. You, you you remember growing up and there are things that your parents did that you wanted to replicate and there are other things that you're like, I'm never going to do that to my kid. Um, but uh, coaching was huge. Um, I had a couple of leaders, uh, a sales manager, uh, and then an executive director of marketing uh, that truly challenged me, uh, much like my professional coach did. Um, and um, I, I just learned the importance of building relationships with people and being able to have uh, true conversations to exchange a little bit of vulnerability um, and, and to, to grow each and every day. Um, I, I, I think just finding something that was important to the people that you were reporting to um, my, my, one of the things that I did was I wanted to be known for getting things done. I absolutely wanted to do that. So I'm going to switch that around now. And now I've got my coaches that, that I'm going to be working with and I want them to trust that I'm going to get things done for them. Yep. An absolute true story. My cross country coach last night walked in and gave me a key fob that wasn't working. And, um, I, she said, I, I can't get into any buildings. And, and I sent her an email today and I said, hey, I talked to the facilities person. I want to have a key fob within a couple of days. And she said, if you do that, you're going to be my superhero because yeah. it's been an 11 year joke. That key fob that I have was the previous athletic director that you just replaced. I've never in 11 years had access to the school. Wow. Huh. And, and, you know, I, I just said that I was going to do it. And, and I and I just went out and did it. Um but you know, I through corporate America, I, I learned to attack my goals with relentless persistence, um, and and again, just just building those relationships. Cool. I, I sounds uh, you know, and, and we've we bridged into other areas before on the show, and, and it's amazing how uh, different different arenas, uh, same skills, same philosophies. Um, same styles uh, are what impact folks most. And I mean, when doesn't relationships come up on the show, guys? I mean, that's just exactly. number one. Yeah, uh, number one. Everybody's number one. All right. So, Matt, we're going to get in our, I don't know, it's supposed to be our second question, probably our fourth one by now. Um, <laughs> track, boys. Here we go. Hey, watch out. We're in trouble. So, you're, you're just getting started on your activities administrator journey, although you don't sound like it by any means. Uh, I'll put, a, put that out there right now. But 
Um, what have you enjoyed the most so far? And what has surprised you the most so far? Oh, the thing that I've enjoyed, um, and I actually need to thank Scott for this. Um, he helped me get over a little bit of a hump, but I've enjoyed the people that I've met uh, through the interview process. I've had the opportunity to sit down with a brand new principal and his superintendent uh, and learn about a, a school system that he was excited to be taking over the reins for. Um, I've had the opportunity to, to sit down with a superintendent who was in the middle of replacing his athletic director, his principal, and his assistant principal, uh, which is actually the position that I took. But meeting people and learning about their journeys and learning about their school district and what's important to them and some of their traditions. Those were questions that I asked and I loved hearing about that. But I say that I've got Scott to thank. Scott, I think one of the first things that you replied to on my LinkedIn page was, I can't get a first interview. What is the key to getting a first interview? And when I sent you that, I hadn't had a first interview. I, I had probably applied to 25 jobs in four different states. And yeah. I just, I knew once I met somebody, I could sell myself. I could market myself, yeah. but I couldn't get in the door. Right. Well, what advice does Scott Jarvis give you? Uh, so, so Scott, I, I think uh, that what you put on your quote was call me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then that's when we talked a little bit about background and he said, Matt, you're doing a, a lot of things right. Um, but, but I think your confidence, you, you haven't tasted success yet. So yeah. you, you need to have a win. And as yeah. soon as you have a win, you're going to have another win and another win. And that's exactly how it happened. Once I got my first interview, I got another first interview and I got another first interview. And then I was kind of confused all the different stages I was at with multiple different school districts, but yeah. it was, it was finding confidence in myself. Yeah. Yeah, borrow, borrow confidence uh, from others when you don't have it yourself. That's, there's no doubt. I, I was just on the phone with another AD, a, a, a guy who's looking for a high school AD job, and he's actually been a college AD for a number of years, and he cannot get an interview for a high school. Huh. And he's been very successful college athletic director, um, but he wants to be back in Iowa and be close to family. And it blows me away because he's somebody that I call and ask for advice. And it blows me away that this guy cannot get a job as a high school athletic director. And he said the same thing today. I was like, you know how many jobs I applied for I didn't get? You know, hundreds probably when when you start to think about it. And But it just takes that one to, to get it. So yeah. I am so excited for you, Matt, that you have this opportunity because just in our brief conversations and our exchanges on social media and LinkedIn, um, you're going to crush it, man. I'm excited to see what you do. So it'll be fun. Thank you. So back to Aaron's one question there, yeah. Matthew, what, what has surprised you the most so far? So I, I was giggling about this last night. Um, so, so I did uh, two years of internships, free free work, volunteer work at two different high schools, very large, successful high schools here in Central Ohio. Um, and now I'm at a very small school. But the thing that I'm most surprised with is everybody thinks their school district is unique, that it's different than any other school district. And I just said, uh, it's not true. Yeah. You know, it, it's at varying levels but everybody has similar pains uh, and similar gaps and not enough time to fix them. Uh, but, but I was at a booster meeting last night and everything they were complaining to me about was the same thing that I heard at, at the previous schools. Um, you know, I didn't mention it, but for four years, I sat on our local high school's uh, booster board. Uh, for a you know two thousand student school, and and I was the one asking those same questions, you know. And now all of a sudden they're being asked of me, uh, but really no school is unique. That's why it's important to build the relationships and to have these conversations, because you're going to have a hard time finding somebody who hasn't had to deal with 
you know, a parent issue, a student issue, uh, uh, another AD, uh, you know, a, a competitor's issue. Um, so that that was really surprising to me. I thought there would be different issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one thing we we kind of say and we we discover all the time is that the problems are just kind of the same. They're kind of masked maybe a little bit differently or have a little bit different twist, but a lot of them are this, they're solved with the same type of thinking, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's, that's uh, very observant. Um, Matt, what, what are some of the biggest questions or concerns that you have uh, when did you start? Let's start with there. When did you start? So this is the amazing thing. I actually, my first contract today is August 2nd. Okay. Uh, <laughs> however, I've been going into the office for the last three weeks, trying to get my, um, my feet under me and um, just building a foundation that I can hit the ground running. Next Tuesday, our, my new principal and my new assistant principal start. So I'm going to have a, a good day with them just to learn some of their expectations. They're both coming from different schools. Yeah. So really, I haven't started yet, okay. but I've but I've started. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so let's let's define for our listeners. You said small school. How many students? Let's let's kind of go to what your school district looks like and the name of it. Tell us where you're at. Yeah. So I'm at Madison Plains High School, uh, or I should say school district in London, Ohio. Uh, Madison Plains has all of their schools on one plot of land, K through 12, and we've got just over 1,100 kids total in our school district. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, to, to align that with the sport, I was talking to my, my brand new football coach, and uh, he was really excited to have 30 kids out for, for his football team this year. Hmm. Um, and, and that's going to be both his JV and varsity, uh, you know, so the fact that we may get up to 33 or 34 kids is exciting. And that, yeah. and that was surprising to me. So, yeah, so we're talking what guys in Iowa relevant. We're probably talking a one, a two, a large one, a yeah. small two, a. Yeah. That would be about right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a little bit smaller than, well, it, it's, it's the size of the schools in our conference in the heart of Iowa. A uh, little bit smaller than Green County where I'm at, but so I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, What's crazy is it's the third largest school district per mileage in Ohio. Oh boy! Yeah. So we're, you know, we're, our our school campus is is on a cornfield. Um, there are some kids that ride the bus uh, a little bit less than an hour. To, to get to school. And what's crazy is they actually drive by a school in our conference to come to ours, mm. just based on where the lines are. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, back to the question there, some of the, the biggest questions or concerns that you have uh, going into the job. Um, I guess one more follow-up question. So you're probably on a 11 month contract. It's As a 209 day contract. So, okay. you know, coming from corporate America, I didn't know what that meant. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so I had a lot of questions about that, uh-huh. um, but it, but it's roughly 10 months. Yeah. Okay. And in the AD world, there's no such thing. Just so you know, Matthew, yeah. right. <laughs> it's just whatever right. your contract says you're getting paid for. <laughs> you're right. But yeah. I can tell you're going to separate yourself from those that, treat it like that, but I can tell you're not going to, and you aren't already. So uh, now to the original question after we've, I did uh, pre-questions guys, instead of follow-up questions. Yeah, that was yeah. slick, by the way. I noticed yeah. it. I was yeah. counting over here. That's not an Aaron Stecker move. <laughs> that's a new strategy, that's that's a a new strategy Aaron. Yeah. Uh, hey, growing and getting better in season four, I guess, right? I got, I got three of them in before you even caught on. So the original question, Matthew, what are some of the biggest questions or concerns that you have going into this job? So this is a real life story. How do you line a football field? <laughs> I, uh, I, I just found out that uh, my facilities grounds guy uh, who'd been, who's been at the school district for 42 years uh, retired in May. 
and my uh, my new manager looked at me and said, "All right, so you're lining the fields on Friday." Oh, boy. I've never I've never lined a football field before, so we're gonna he and I are gonna do that together. Um, but on a more serious note, I know the importance of failing. Um, you know, how can I fail in this position to learn from that failure? Um, I, I was listening to one of your episodes earlier today, and, and I think it might have been either Scott or Aaron who talked about um, being really good. It, it was Scott being really good at failing. But how can I fall on my face, pick myself up and still have credibility uh, with my coaches, with my parents, with my kids? That, that's a big question for me. I think I honestly feel like it all comes down to when you when we do screw up, you're just like, hey man, I screwed up. I'm sorry. I I dropped the ball on this. I think it's just admitting it and then learning and growing from it. I and I think people will respect that. Um, you know, we all mess up, you know, and then that's just a great opportunity for you to to show everybody like I'm not perfect, but you know what? I'm gonna get better from it and just admit it, like, hey, I screwed that up. I are and then just apologize. What's I think that's our thing. What's our good friend Rod Olson say? You admit it, you fix it, and you let it go. Don't forget it. Yep. 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 That's great feedback. Yeah, I don't think it's any different than when you you just try to be a good person. I mean, if you if you mess up in a relationship, you you admit it, and you're you're humble enough to apologize. Um, you know, the, the people we have problems with, whether they're coaches or parents or, um, you know, other administrators, whoever it might be, even friends, what, whatever. It's if they're if they aren't going to be humble enough to admit their mistakes and just try to throw blame on somebody else. That doesn't fly. But, you know, we respect the people that say, man, I, yeah, I messed up. And uh, the other thing I would say, you you really if you are working your tail off for your kids and your coaches and your directors, whoever, anybody in that school knows when a person is working hard for them. Yeah. And if you're doing that and you mess up once in a while, there's a lot of grace there. Yeah. And, and I, I think if we live in a world of grace, showing grace to people, um, you know, then we receive grace back. Great feedback. You know, I'll sidebar on that, Todd, yeah. though, because we had a, maybe we should do a, this could be a BTB survey. <clears throat> in every group, we talk about grace and living with living with grace. In every group, there's there's a there's an EGR person. There's a person that has a little extra grace required. So yeah. maybe BTB poll question might be, which of the three of us, Scott, Aaron, or Todd, is there a little extra grace required to tolerate them? <laughs> I just want to know who that survey is going to, because if it's going to my wife, I'm in big trouble. Well, I was going to no. say, how many times can the wives vote? No, they, they don't have to be included. We've included them on a podcast show. They've had their own show. They've had their moment. They're done. They don't have to, they, they get no more input. I'd be curious to know what our listeners think. Who's the EGR person of BTB? Anyway, a lot of grace. A lot of grace. Need more than others. Yeah. So what else, Matt? You got any other big uh, questions or concerns? Um, you know, right now, I really don't know what I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm learning as I go. Um, you know, I spent a, a, a lot of time. Um, we use Arbiter uh, today trying to learn that. Mm -hmm. um, I am uh, brand new to Gipper. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually personally bought that uh, to to bring to this school district, and I'm going to hope that that we can see value in it this they'll year, yeah. um, and then maybe next year they'll they'll pay for it. Um, but um, you know, I, I I'm just really kind of working through it. Um, I'm going to start having uh, one on ones with my coaches. You might be interested in knowing some of your thoughts on on initial questions to try to not only meet your coach, but meet the person that your coach is mm -hmm. um, so that you can, uh, you know, understand who they are and where they come from. Uh, Cause I, I think you can coach based off of that information. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's where I am. I won't push my stuff on you, but I I will share with you the podcast we did because I I do one on one coaching with our coaches, and I started a program with that a couple of years ago. That's and I'll stuff. I'll share that with you, kind of the format that I use, the questions, and then I'll share the podcast that we talked about that a while back as well. So um, I think that's great because it's, it just goes to that relationship piece. You get to know your coaches and who they are. Um, it goes a long way. So yeah. kudos to uh, you yeah. for doing that. The I'm holding this up for you. The resource. Yeah. That, uh, also it's uh Rod, I mentioned Rod Olson earlier. Uh, you might want to get his book called the greatest motivational tool. Yeah. Um, is a great resource with what uh, Todd's expanded and kind of tweaked it to fit the AD world, but, but great resource to go along with what he's going to send you. Yeah. That book was the kind of the basis for what I, I do with the coaches. So um, that's a good, good resource to have there too. So and Matt, uh, did you get that? I'm sorry, Todd, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to add the last thing I'll add, you know, as you get going, obviously you've got, three resources here you can reach out to at any time. Um, but I think one thing we've learned in our journey as well, and we try to sh- share this, I share this with ADs new and old alike, whatever the case might be, is that we're sharers. You know, we don't hoard things. Anything that we have um, that we've done is to be shared. Mm-hmm. And all people have to do is ask. Um and there's usually, I'm sure you have, you've got a great resources in Ohio. That's a great state for, for athletic directors as well. Um, but one of the things you'll learn as you go to conferences, and I hope at some point, if not this year, but whenever you can get to the national AD conference, but your state association, um, they're just great resources all over this country. And they're just a phone call, an email, a tweet, a direct message, a LinkedIn message. They're all just, they're all just a few clicks away. That's the beauty of this job. And, uh, um, that's, we don't want anyone to be on an Island. So when you ever feel like you're drifting away on an Island, like, you know, uh-huh. Hanks and Castaway, make sure you, you get back to somebody, but we're all here to share. I'm your Wilson, Matt. There you go. <laughs> Wilson. Uh. That's good. And Matt, did you get that information I sent you on that list of things to do? I did. I've, I've okay. actually already built it into uh, my calendar. Oh, good. Uh, so, so Scott's referring to a checklist that he created that he shared with me um, because uh, I had shared with him my concern about starting in August and knowing that there were things to do in July. And, and he said, I got something for you. So um, <laughs> it, it has been very helpful. Okay, good. I I'll make sure you got that. There's a shock number two of the season yeah. four. Write that down. Is that Scott Jarvis sends somebody a checklist? Yeah, I'm good at checklists. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I, I don't need Grace on. I, no, I, I got checklists galore. All right. So, Matt, uh, our, my next question is um, what is your why? What gets you going when the, your feet hit the floor in the morning? Yeah, so uh, this is interesting to me because I think I developed my why before I really understood what a why was. Uh, and it, go, it goes back to, um, you know, when I started working with kids right out of college, and it is simply to help people achieve things that they had no idea that they had the ability to achieve, truly surprising themselves uh, when they did something. Um, and I've used that, uh, when I was in sales leadership, when I was coaching my agents, uh, when I was coaching my kids. Um, and and then when I became a parent, I've got two daughters and, um, you know, I, there have been a lot of things that, uh, you know, you kind of push people a little bit, you get them out of their comfort zone. And then all of a sudden they start doing things and realize they can do and then they come to you and say what's next you know yep. I, I i did what i didn't think i could do what's next yeah so so that's really my why help people achieve things they didn't realize they have the ability to achieve that's a coach that's fantastic yeah yep. it's a coach 
So, Matthew, the other thing. Did you have something else, Scott? No, I just said that was great. That was okay. I, Yeah, I, absolutely. I wrote, I wrote it down. So, Matthew, the other thing we ask every one of our guests, um, you had a preview of this when we talked about the four questions we're going to ask people, but, and you've seen the script anyway. But if you could go back and talk to a young Matthew Welch and give him advice, what would you tell a younger you right now? Yeah, so so there's a few things. Uh, you know, I got to be careful with Back to the Future references, but it would have really changed not only my <laughs> life, but uh, I love those. but other people's lives. Um, you know, I, I would start back my, uh, my sophomore year in high school. Uh, we had one of the top basketball teams in Ohio. Um, we, we were stacked, uh, division one school, which in Ohio is the, the largest schools. Uh, I think we were number three or four in the state. Um, and, uh, in early February, we had an awful car accident. Uh, we, we lost, uh, our center, uh, we lost a shooting guard, um, lost a bunch of people. So, and, and these were my, my very best friends, but, but I would, I, I'd tell them take a different route home. They, they had gone to a cabscape and we're on their way home. Um, but, but I would, I, I would start there. Um, and then, you know, when I gave you my introduction, I didn't mention that it took me seven years to go through undergrad. Uh, I did four years at the university of Akron that, you know, I had a great time, but I, the only paperwork <laughs> I left with was uh, student loans. Um, so I, I would tell myself to take college a little bit more seriously. And really I would say, get into athletic administration and coaching earlier than I did. Uh, I'm, I'm 49 years old now and I'm getting started in this and, and I'd have loved to have, to have started in my, in my twenties. Um, I probably would have told myself to go away to school. Uh, I, I, I went to school in my backyard. Um, I also would have spent more quality time with, with my dad and my grandma. Uh, I lost my dad to cancer uh, when he was 60 years old, about uh, 11 years ago, uh, and my grandma uh, helped raise me. Um, and then more currently, I would tell myself while I was going to school and networking with people, it's good to network with ADs, but it's better to network with principals because those are the decision makers. Um, really at the end of the day, the ADs that I was talking to in most cases were the people whose job I wanted, uh, in the future. <laughs> um, but I, gosh, I went out and probably met the 30 different ADs that I had never met before, before I met with my first principal. And, and I would, I would have flipped that. I, I would have spent more time meeting with principals, um, to get me ready to communicate and talk to principals. Mm -hmm. So kind of different levels going back to high school, midlife, and then, uh, then something current. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron, any follow-up questions before we get going here? I, I've got a couple before you do a closing thought, but. I'll let you go. I, I'm, I'm thinking on my, well, I'm thinking I'm prepared for my closing okay. thought here mentally. So go ahead. Well, and then Scott, you jump in too, but. Matthew, any other questions you have or anything you want to talk about right now? I, you know, I would say no. I, I Much like I told you before we got started recording, I'm glad I found your podcast. Um, I, I have listened to other podcasts. I've actually been a guest on another podcast. Um, but uh, but I, I love these. And having an hour drive into school, this, this is going to be awesome for me. Um, but just just knowing that, that I just met two additional people in addition to Scott um, that I can reach out to. Uh, you know, when I'm on that ledge, uh, people as far away as Iowa are going to be willing to reach yep. out and grab me and pull me back in. So Absolutely. That's, that's yep. really just awesome. Anytime. We can't wait till the day we can shake hands and meet face to face and sit around and talk for a little bit. That'll be great. Absolutely. That'll be a great day. Yes. Yes, it will. Well, and I think, uh, Matthew, you, you, uh, gosh, you've inspired me. And, uh, uh, I want to, I want to be able to rekindle the enthusiasm that you have right now. I think we need to take note. Everybody knows I'm a moment guy. I love moments. 
And I think no matter what age, however long we've been doing it, we need to look at every moment as that opportunity. And um, I think when we've been doing this so long, sometimes we get complacent and we, we forget about that. Uh, we, we get so rushed that we, we don't take time when somebody steps into our office to push away. I, I think we've just got to be more intentional about embracing those moments and being enthusiastic about every opportunity that we have and see the newness, see the, the new opportunity and everything that comes our way. Because um, those of us that have seen a lot and seen a lot of situations, um, I think sometimes we, we take them for granted. And uh, I want to, I want to just rekindle that enthusiasm. And I thank Matthew for bringing that to us tonight. So um, wish you nothing but blessings and success in your job. And um, can't wait to, to see how it all goes for you and see how those lines go the first time you line that football field. I'll send pictures. <laughs> I'm sure I'll post them on social media. <laughs> Pat, I got, uh, I got lots of string and uh <laughs> It sounds terrible. Hey. I use string and uh, uh, screwdrivers. Yep. Uh, to to mark my field when I was at MFL Marmac High School in Northeast Iowa, I lined the field. Uh, it was the first time I did it, and probably didn't look right. Well, <laughs> football on it. Here's the same story. It's same story, Matthew. I left. It was 1999. And I, I was leaving Manning, Iowa, and I was going to a small Christian college in Norfolk, Nebraska. And uh, they didn't have football. They had fall soccer. So about a week before the first soccer match, you see where this is going. Hey, uh, you got to line the soccer field, right? I hadn't seen a soccer match in my life. Any, every school I've been at, the previous three school high schools didn't have soccer. Soccer wasn't a thing in Iowa. Okay? No. So – here I am. I got a rule book in one hand. I got screwdrivers and string and paint and a couple college students. And we are out there lining our field at Northeast Community College in Norfolk, Nebraska <laughs> for the first soccer match. I, the same feeling. When you said that, that whole memory just came back to me. So we've all had to do stuff like that. So have your rule book, have your diagram, get your screwdrivers and your, your, uh, your string and your paint and you're good to go. We're going to have fun for sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Matt, don't forget now the rule change this year that the NFHK came out with the end zones are actually 15 yards deep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going by rules. feet instead of yards, right? Yeah, um, there you go. There you go. I, we shouldn't do this. Is that hazing? We shouldn't do that kind of thing. We shouldn't be that mean. No. All right. All right. Well, good luck on all that. Thank you. Are we ready for closing thoughts there, Mr. Gordon? Yeah, we're ready for you. Unless Scott wants to, Scott, you want to say the last word here to Matthew? I just, I, again, I, I said it to begin with, but it's just been awesome to to see you kind of through this journey, uh, Matt. And I, I know I didn't get to see all the trials and tribulations that you faced through this, but uh, I'm just, I'm so excited to, to see what you're going to do. Um, you got a great story and uh, I'm just excited that you're going to get the opportunity to work with coaches and student athletes because you were going to, like you said, take them uh, to places they never thought they could get. So mm -hmm. I'm uh, super pumped to, to see what you do. Thank so you. thank you for thank being you. with us. This has been a, a great, a great podcast, great show. So yeah, thank you for sure. Thank you. I think one more, one more point, Aaron, before you wrap it up, give you a little more time. But I think one thing that's important for us to remember too, and, and, Matthew did it tonight so eloquently is that everyone has a story yeah, and your story is part of your journey. And so Matthew never stopped telling your story because yeah. that's going to resonate with people and that's yep. going to speak to people. Yeah. Uh, that's what spoke to us tonight. It's what spoke to me was your story. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's what I think when we, when we talk to people on this podcast or even just in, our life outside of the podcast, doing our real job. Um, we want to know people's stories yeah. because you get to know people's stories. You get to know the person 
and then you know how to work with that person. So uh, that's just a way into yeah. somebody's heart and their soul is through that story. So uh, you can never, never run out of, never run out of content for this show because it is like you, you just said it right there, Todd, there it's telling people stories and that's what's compelling and that's what's yeah. fun. And that's what makes, I think, this podcast awesome because I love hearing that and it motivates every time we have a podcast it motivates me to think about something or to do something better it, it's just this has been like I mean it's probably sounds stupid but it's just been a life-changing experience to be a part of this podcast yeah. partly because I get to hang out with good friends every week but it's been awesome so yeah thank you. yeah I think that story's great Matthew yeah. and you yep. said something earlier about what you took from the corporate world to the AD world, and it was true conversations and being able to exchange vulnerabilities. Yep. And that, that is just, that's part mm -hmm. of that building that relationship. So uh, thanks for being vulnerable here and, and telling us your story tonight. It's been, been special. Thank you. Yep. All Are, right. you done? Are you guys done? I'm yeah. done. Man. Well, wait, hold up. No, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, again, Matthew, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I written this down um, as I start my notes of this is what I was going to talk about with closing thoughts before I knew the extent or the, the full, the, the full, uh, you know, Matthew Welsh's story. Um, I've talked to you guys about the book I read earlier this spring called in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. I think I've mentioned that in the past. Um, I'm now reading the sequel to that. Uh, again, the author is Mark Batterson. Sequel to this is Chase the Lion. And uh, I mentioned before, very faith-based books, um, full disclosure on that, but they are having quite an impact, quite an influence on my thinking. Um, as I think of this year, I think about five years, I think about 10 years down the road. Um, fantastic book. So let's Chase the Lion. The tagline on Chase the Lion is, if your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. And I, I was shocked I wrote that down. That's what, I was gonna, that's what I was gonna talk about and elaborate on a little bit here as closing thoughts because I'm listening to Matt's story thinking, man, this guy's chasing his lion. This yeah. guy realized midlife, man, I'm not doing the things I wanna do right now. It's not big enough for me yet. It's not what I meant to do. I haven't reached that yet. And, he's, and, and he started seeking and searching and looking for a bigger dream. Um, than what he was doing. Not that what you were doing in corporate America wasn't a great thing and wasn't influencing people, but you were looking for something bigger with more reach and more influence. And you're chasing your lion. Uh, and we got to hear that story tonight. So uh, things I was thinking about with sharing this is uh, maybe a challenge as we get ready to move into that, this next school year. And I think Matt's story is so great with this, but uh, Matt Batterson, the author, talks about what's your 500 pound dream? You know, this whole story is wrapped around the idea uh, of Benaya chasing his lion into a, into a pit on a snowy day and coming and, and the lion stays in the pit and he walks out, but just 500 pound dream, something that you chase, something you pursue um, that is bigger than you. And there's no way you can accomplish it on your own. So I guess my challenge moving forward is, is for us as ADs to think about what's our 500 pound dream. Are we chasing something that's bigger than us? Are we chasing something that is bigger than the resources, bigger than the budgets, bigger than the energy, bigger than the time, that we have, our coaches have, our school has, are we chasing something bigger that will have bigger payoffs and a far bigger impact and influence than we can even remotely imagine right now? So I guess the challenge would be is, is are we chasing that lion huh. um, and pursuing something bigger that, and maybe you think about it all the time. I, I think about those things all the time. I think about things I wanna do, influences I'd like to have, resources I'd like to have for our kids in our school and every single time I start thinking about those things, I come up with a list of why we can't and what we don't have and why that will never work. Yeah. And I cower away from those 500 pound dreams. And I guess I'd challenge us to find a 500 pound dream like Matthew's done and go get it, chase that lion. That's awesome. How yep. crazy is that, that 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 was your closing comment? I know. It's, it's awesome. Yep. Uh, things just, uh, it, hey, and if you don't believe in divine intervention, you should. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on this edition of Beyond the Bench, season four, episode one. We'd like to again thank our our, our sponsors, Gipper, Superfan, 
varsity bound hometown ticketing and goat fundraising thank you for their support of beyond the bench and find those sponsors in our show notes and uh, go give them a look and see what they can do for you i want to thank our special guest tonight matthew welch matthew again best of luck and blessings to you and your family in ohio and look forward to that handshake sometime in the near future so guys have a good week uh good luck in tournaments uh aaron your softball team making a run again they tell you what they look awfully good i uh I'm anxious to watch him play. And I, I didn't really realize this. I knew it, but I didn't think about it. We replaced seven starters off of that state championship team from last wow. summer. Wow. That's um, crazy. And, and they're poised to make another run at it. They got, we got, we got work to do, but they look good. Good. Well, good luck to the Cougars. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll talk to you again very soon. Um, for those of you looking forward to episode two, uh, boy, do we have a special one coming on in a couple of weeks? Uh, Dr. David Hoke from uh boy that'll be that'll be a special interview aaron you want yeah. to speak to that for just a moment yeah we've got you know david reached out uh he's got a book he's released at, as a retired ad and, and you know you say that name anybody who's an ad listen to this you know you're, you're either looking at an NIAAA magazine in your desk right now or high school today magazine and he's got four articles in each one of them right the, the man <laughs> is the author of professional development and professionalism in the athletic uh, director field. And we're excited to have him on. He had reached out and uh, I said, Hey, let's just get you on the show. Uh, you've got a lot to teach us. So excited to have him come on. Yep. That'll be episode two coming in a couple of weeks and uh, we will see you then. But until that time, uh, keep doing the job, keep chasing that line, find that big dream and go get it. So have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. Be blessed.